Hi, my name is Suzanne and I'm your host for Crosstalk. Here is Above the Noise, the EMC Society podcast to discuss interesting topics on electromagnetic compatibility to our technical community. In this issue, we will talk with Mark Mifsud, Associate Technical Fellow at Boeing. Some loyal listeners may know you and your voice from a previous episode we did on the 2023 APMC in India. So thank you for reappearing with a great theme, the good, the bad and the ugly. So um, happy to have you here, Mark, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Suzanne. Mark, would you like to briefly introduce yourself? Yes, uh, I've been involved in the EMC for over 33 years, um, both working uh, in, in the defense industry and uh, in commercial uh, EMC test labs, as well as uh, as a consultant. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be involved in the EMC design and testing and uh, also managing uh, test laboratories. Um, I've worked in um, places such as the Motor Industry and Research Association in uh, in the UK. Um, I, I was a manager of uh, the, one of the largest uh, test labs in Australia, EMC Technologies. Uh, I've been with uh, Boeing for the last three years and uh, I'm an associate technical fellow, as you mentioned. And uh, I, I had a capability here in Australia working on various military aircraft uh, programs. Wow, so that really sounds interesting and that's quite a big scope you already covered in your EMC career. What brought you to the theme, the good, the bad and the ugly? Well, reflecting on my career and, and noting um, the changes, um, especially with regards to uh, the way standards have evolved uh, over the past 30-odd years and how things have improved in terms of the measurement techniques and especially the, the technology. Um, younger members in the community may not really appreciate how um, the technology has It improved the way we perform measurements in terms of the accuracy, um, the, the convenience of, you know, the, the automation, uh, the increased automation that's uh, enabled us to do more accurate testing uh, and uh, faster testing, especially with uh, technologies such as uh, FFT receivers, for instance. And uh, it really has made life a lot easier, both for uh, the customers as well as for the EMC uh, test engineers. And um, also the, the technology um, in terms of uh, RF uh, devices uh, it pro proliferated in, in that time. So there's more interference and more interaction between devices. And so that It also has created challenges uh, in those 30 years. So, you know, there's been increased challenges, but, um, yeah, I've, I've seen, uh, I wouldn't say a rapid development, but uh, it's been an amazing journey over, the, over those 30-odd years. And thinking ahead of what's going to happen in the next 30 years, there's some interesting challenges, but there's also um, some opportunities for yeah, bright yeah, people to be involved in, in such an interesting career. So, I mean, back to the title, um, what are goods and what are bads of the evolvement of EMC? Well, standards especially and, and also regulations because uh, back in the late 80s and early 90s, you know, things like the European EMC directive just didn't exist. Um, 
it was it was in the early 90s that the EMC directive and and many uh, countries followed suit. Australia introduced um, EMC regulations in the 90s, and so that you know that straight away uh, started improving the situation with regards to um, interference of products and uh, you know, uh, polluting the spectrum before radio communication users and and other users of the of the spectrum. So you know, from from a standards point of view, things improved. Uh, the way we 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 did testing in chambers, especially for for, for the military, you know, prior to prior to the nineties, uh, quite a bit of testing was performed in in chambers that, that uh, didn't have sufficient absorption material to stop reflections, and so repeatability of measurements wasn't there, and and, uh, and accuracy of uh, of measurements w- was an issue as well. So as the standards evolved uh, and our understanding, and that's the other thing that's improved over the last 30 years, the knowledge has improved you know, dramatically in that time and the EMC community, uh, the way it uh, collaborates as a whole, you know, um, the international effort to try and improve how we perform EMC measurements, both for emissions and immunity, has meant that um, there are more accurate measurements being performed uh, that reflect a reality. Um, some of the bad things that have happened in that time, and, and it still persists today, um, there's still uh, labs out there that uh, unfortunately um, don't play by the rules, supposedly accredited laboratories that uh, are performing measurements or not performing measurements that are, that are accurate and reflect the, the compliance of, of a product. And... Uh, as an experienced EMC engineer reviewing reports, uh, there, there are glaring issues with some laboratories in, in certain countries where um, claiming compliance for uh, for testing that either hasn't been done accurately or hasn't been done at all, it, it still proliferates and it's something that as a community we need to try and stamp out. But it still happens. Um, fortunately, you know, most facilities do the right thing but it, it, there, there is that element that's out there. And unfortunately, um, that's one of the bad sides. The, the other issue, as I alluded to earlier, uh, with technologies such as the Internet of Things and, and increased RF infrastructure, whether it be Wi-Fi or, or any other um, RF-related technology, um, there's an increased scope for interference from co-located products. So... Um, designing products to, to work in such a harsh environment propose, uh, has its challenges, but it's something that uh, there's an increased awareness of. And so it actually, um, if anything, highlights the importance of uh, EMC compliance uh, in industry. Yeah, that's uh, interesting to see the two sides of the coin talking about EMC testing. Um, knowing that you cannot uh, look in the glass bell to predict the future, but what do you think it will look like in regards to EMC and EMC measurements? Well, we're talking about the environment, uh, you know, the, the amount of increased RF infrastructure that's going to be out there, with, especially with things like the Internet of Things and the supporting infrastructure for autonomous vehicles, uh, also rail, rail systems, which will increasingly become autonomous as well, will mean that uh, you know 
cosine interference and inter interference for, for co-located products is an issue that and there are challenges involved with that as well. In terms of the measurements, I can see, especially at the higher frequencies, uh, the increased use of uh, fibre optics in lieu of uh, RF cable where you utilise the uh, digitalization of uh, actual uh, RF measurements such that, you know, once it's converted to a digital signal, it uh, means that uh, you're not going to get the cable losses that you get at, at high RF frequencies. And so you can still perform your IF type measurements in, in the digital domain uh, without all the, the losses, uh, the intervening losses you get from, uh, from cable losses and other transducer factors that may be affecting your measurements as well. And uh, also, um, I, I foresee that there'll be uh, improved techniques to try and uh, further improve uh, the accuracy of measurements. Yes, so it's interesting to see what future will bring, even with the involvement of even new EMC measurement metrology. What would be your advice you would like to share with the listeners? Well, I mean, I see uh, involvement in organizations like the IEEE is, is fundamental. Um, the, the collaborative effort of engineers, I mean, I, I think it's helped me evolve as an engineer, uh, uh, being able to interact with uh, other members of the community. There's some really uh, bright people out there. Um, you can never be an expert on all aspects of EMC and uh, it, being involved in uh, EMC activities, whether it be a, a, a seminar or, or a symposium. I've, I've been involved with the uh, Asia Pacific EMC uh, symposiums. Uh, I'm on the International Steering Committee and I've chaired it for the last two years, but now I've had to hand it over to the chair. And um, yeah, that, that collaboration uh, only uh, helps you improve your knowledge and understanding of EMC and uh, as a community uh, by collaborating we, we improve the, the way we do things in terms of uh, measurements and as a collaborative effort we are able to uh, assess certain challenges like 5G and added RF infrastructure and, and work out ways to um, better achieve EMC compliance. Yeah, absolutely agree. And the EMC Society is one place uh, one can meet and exchange and collaborate great internationally together. Mark, it's really been a pleasure having you here back in the podcast. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights about the goods, the bads and the ugly of EMC testing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me, Susan. And if you wish to learn more about EMC and get the latest input from science and the industry, sign up for Crosstalk. Hear us above the noise.